Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Psalm 102, verses 1 and 2. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me. In the day when I call, answer me quickly. Well, hey, I usually say, hey there, hello, welcome to the podcast before I start reading from the Word of God. But today, for episode 43 of the Burt Not Ernie show, God's Word came right away. I'm going to hit you with a fastball, a heart question, not a hard, not a H-A-R-D question, a heart question, right off the bat, right from the get-go. How do you pray? Now, I don't mean when you run through your prayer list and like four minutes flat, you know, like I can run a mile and, you know, I could run through my prayer list at four minutes flat. Or not like when you pray that verbatim, kind of easy peasy, lemon squeezy prayer right before you like snarf down your dinner. When you really lean in and engage in praying, like from your heart, you know, with some with some oomph, there's passion, intensity. It's from your guts kind of like, how do you pray then? Yep. Yep, today, talking about prayer, it's it's big. It's big, big subject matter. Um, and because it's so big, sometimes we don't really talk about it. Sometimes it's not covered in depth. Now, there are a ton of books about it. And I'm not saying I've got anything new for you on prayer. I probably don't. But I know sometimes... Um, you know, we leave that up to the theologians or uh, the, we call them our prayer warriors and our churches, you know, in the local body, you've got the prayer warriors, the intercessors, or there's a prayer group or something, or somebody who writes out their prayers in a journal, um, you know, like Abelene and the help, she write out her prayers, which I, I love that. If you don't write your prayers, I'm telling you, yeah, write your prayers. It's something amazing that happens when you can look back and see how God answered. And sometimes you you just pray better when you write them out. Like you pray at more length, if that makes sense. So if you don't journal, I'm just going to, you know, this is a shout out to the journalers, to the prayer journalists. Yes, go you. And those of you who haven't tried it yet, give it a shot. You might really love it. Okay. Uh, but sometimes we leave it to those we think of as the quote unquote experts. Um, and we just kind of do our basic sort of praying. Like you pray for your job, for your health, for your immediate family, for those needs that you know about in your church, maybe for some lost family members, or there's some tragedy on the other side of the world or whatever, right? But mostly you just don't really pray big and bold because it's it feels so big. And so that's part of the reason why it isn't talked about, maybe even by the average church layperson, which is what most of us are. We just don't really talk about it. We really don't. It just feels too big. I mean, so what happens if, you know, you're you're encouraging somebody to really pray, to dig in in just bold belief, to pray those big, bold prayers, and they do, and then God doesn't move on their behalf. Not, you know, the thing doesn't happen that you really were so excited to encourage them to pray about, and it's feels like crickets, you know, you know, they're just, there are a lot of those what ifs that people have for good reason, for good reason, 
bumped up into. I mean, a lot of the time people slow down or pull back on their big, bold prayers because they've had hard issues and the prayers don't seem to have been answered, right? I mean, I'm just being brutally honest. Sometimes I feel like on this show, I'm over the top honest. And um, if this is, if I hope, I hope it doesn't ever come across as negative because I'm telling you, um, I'm not negative about God's word or God's promises. I'm really not. But I also want to be honest and never seem like I have some platitudes or I'm talking down to anybody. I'm not. Baby, I get it. I know how hard it is when you have prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing, nothing. And you were, nobody could convince you that you weren't praying um, in the center of God's will or that you didn't have enough faith. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest and raise our hand, you know, raise your hand. Even you way in the back, raise your hand if that's been you or you know somebody that's happened to and it makes prayer feel um, scary, risky, hard. You get uncertain, and so you just backpedal a little bit, right? You don't stop praying. You're just not praying as big and bold. Look, none of us wants to be the source of pain. I don't want to say to somebody, go pray about this. I know God's going to answer like X, Y, Z, and that not happen. That's That feels like I'm causing pain. I don't want to speak wrongly on the Lord's behalf, and I don't think most people want to. Prayer is so important. It's such a big deal. It's so important. What happens, what happens when we get it wrong, if we get it wrong? What happens if we didn't get it wrong in what we spoke over somebody or the way that we prayed, but the result is like, well, I don't, I don't, what, what's going on here? I'm so confused. What happens if we lead somebody to a bad result? So there's all of this like, kind of like pressure surrounding prayer. We've all dealt with it. If somebody says, I've never dealt with that, I, I kind of am like, can I check your pulse real quick? Because like, man, our faith is pulled and stretched and challenged when we pray big, bold, brave prayers, just like every brave thing will ever do. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When we pray big and bold and brave prayers, our faith is going to be pulled and stretched, uh, challenged, right? That pulling, that stretching, that growing happens Anytime we do something brave, anytime we do something brave, if you're training for a marathon, guess what? You're going to have some pain along the way. If you are in medical school, you are going to have some pain along the way. I don't care what it is. You're going to have some pain along the way, right? But the bravest things bring us to those places where we have to be big and bold and brave. So why would prayer be any different? In a lot of ways, it's the most powerful thing that we can partake in while we're on this planet. It causes kind of like spiritual growing pains, right? And nobody automatically loves pain. If you do, I I can't relate. I mean, I don't. I it's not natural to just love, love, love the painful stuff. It's just not. So I'm going to read those verses again. Psalm 102, verse one and two from the Amplified. So let me read them real quick. Now just listen up this time when I read them. All you have to do is listen a little more closely than you did before you knew what I was even talking about. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day when I call. Answer me quickly, quickly. I, you know, I like that adverb there quickly. I love it. Don't we all want God to answer quickly in the day when we call? Yeah. All right. So we're starting by asking God, just asking him to hear us, right? That's the beginning of these two verses, starting at the point of just asking him to hear us while we pray to let, to allow our cry for help to come to him. Prayer originated with God, not with mankind. 
Prayer originated with God. Mankind did not invent it. This way of requesting what we need, of interceding on behalf of others, of close and trusting communication with God started with him. He is the initiator. It's not a human construct. When maybe you're on the struggle bus, right? And if you haven't been there, oh man, I gotta, I gotta shake your hand. I gotta meet you because hello. I mean, maybe I'll do an elbow, you know, maybe I won't shake your hand. We'll bump elbows since it is, it is 2020. I'm not going to shake hands anymore, but I'd love to meet you, right? I'll do the raised eyebrow thing over my mask because, whoa, if you have never like men on the struggle bus regarding prayer, that's awesome. You you probably have huge faith. I don't know. I mean, I've been on the struggle bus many times, but when you're on that prayer struggle bus for any reason, any reason, I don't care what the reason is, whatever reason you're struggling with, set the reasons aside right now. It's really good to know and remember that prayer is God's idea because sometimes when prayer gets hard, we start to treat it like it's our idea, like it's our construct, like we came up with this whole thing. And we end up with a lot more responsibility on us than needs to be there because we're not the initiators or the creators. So if I didn't create the thing, I don't got to make the thing um, get the right end result, so to speak. I don't got to keep the machine working that I didn't create, you know, right? I mean, I was just told to push the start button. That's all I got to do. If it if it's not working, I got to go find somebody else who knows how to make it work. I did what I was told to do. Okay, so we, we are told a lot of things we are to do in the Word of God about prayer. But I just want you to keep in mind that don't take on that burden of um, somehow this is my responsibility. It started with Him. You got to sometimes slow down and remember this is God's idea in the first place. I'm, I, I can pray because it's God's idea in the first place. I can come to him because he calls me to come to him. It's his idea in the first place. And so knowing, remembering that it's, it's, his, it's his creation, it's his chosen way for me to communicate with him, to seek him for my needs, to intercede on behalf of others. I want to remember that when I come to him. And I want to know that when I come to him in prayer, that means it's good because Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, right? And there's no darkness in him. There's no darkness in him. That's from the book of James. Um, and we know that when he created things in, in Genesis, the very beginning of the Bible, the Genesis of creation, literally, he called it good. And so it's a good thing. Prayer is a good thing because he created it. He created prayer and he created you. And it's a really great thing to go speak to him via the means that he wants you to speak to him. Prayer is a good thing. Prayer is a good thing. And you're not in charge of the aspects of it that you're just flat not in charge of. If we kind of follow the established protocol, so to speak, of um, any given type of authority, right? If we follow the protocol of any authority, unless they're like dark and nasty and cruel and wicked, uh, if you follow the protocol, you get to the next level. Uh, You take the next step forward. You end up with an audience with somebody, right? things advance and move forward. And God is not cruel. God is not dark. God is not nasty. God is not any of those things. So um, he is eternal light. There's no darkness in him. So you've got an audience with him. You have an audience with him. Don't hide your face from him. Fair enough. Like don't hide your face from him and pray like David when David said, don't hide your face from me, Lord. Sometimes it feels like God's hiding his face from us when really we are kind of hiding from him 
And sometimes we're hiding from him in prayer just because there have been hard things that seem like they haven't been answered. Um, things have, you, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to go to detail. You know what I mean. And then David goes on to say, in the day when I call, answer me quickly. And like I said before, I love that adverb here, quickly, because that's what we want. We want a quick answer to prayer. So yeah, this is not uh, this is not somebody praying with leisure. And the British, don't they say leisure at your leisure? They're not praying leisurely or lackadaisically. Nope. No siree, they are not. There is an urgency here. Look, okay, I'm going to say something that feels a little bit um, big and bold, and I hope you follow along. I think you will. I think you'll get my heart. Um, there's there's an urgency here in these verses, and this and there should be an urgency for us because, like it or not, the sands of time are running out, right? Like, here's the deal. I have, um, I, I found this hourglass at... Um, I found it at Target. I bought it. And I was like, oh, I love that thing. I'm totally going to, you know, I'm going to use that because sometimes, sometimes I don't want to use my freedom app when I'm writing or working on something. Um, and I just, I just don't want to use it. And, or like when I'm podcasting or something, I don't want anything that makes a lot of noise, right? So, um, and my freedom app makes coffee shop sounds. So sometimes I just want to be able to use an hourglass. I got this hourglass. It was like, I don't know, 22 minutes or something. I can't even really figure out how to make this work. This is a headache. So I returned it. I mean, an hourglass that doesn't drop the sand through for an hour is like, it's broken. It's just, it's poorly made. So I got one on, of course, uh, online, right? Online shopping. And it has cool, beautiful blue or purple, purple sand in it. So when I flip that thing over, I can look at it. And I know at a glance about how long I've been working. And, and anybody can pull away for an hour, you don't need your phone. You don't need that. What if there's an emergency and my kid in college halfway across the country needs me? You're going to be all right for an hour. There's another parent they can text, whatever. It's okay. But man, I get a lot more done when I have like the accountability of that sand falling through, even more so than my Freedom app when I can glance over and see how long have I been writing, how long till the timer goes off, blah, blah, blah. No, it's better. It's even better. It's just somehow this visual aid of it like, dripping down through, right? Guys, that's where we're at in history of time. Time is is closing, shutting down, right? I mean, it's not, um, our days are not getting longer and longer and better and better. Things are winding down. So we got to be praying like we're fixed and focused, right? I see that sand running out and I'm going to work all the way to the last second, the last little bit of sand because I set this time aside to really work on this task. Can we pray like that? Like, I'm going to pray right now like this is a big deal. I'm dialed in. It's important. And this amount of time is set aside to really pray. It's vital. It's vital right now, 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 because I cannot bank on praying better as in with more fervency, as in with more boldness, as in out on a limb faith. I can't bank on that next week, next month, next year. I can't. That's not wise. That seems pretty foolish. And in the area of prayer, I do not think the Lord wants us to be um, lacking prudence, so to speak, right? He doesn't want us behaving foolishly. Not foolish. Right? I mean, it's like the Mr. T, I pity the fool. Let's just seriously not be pitiful in this arena. Let's think about the sands of time running out. We need to be about the work of prayer. And not just to be... Um, like wasting time in prayer or kind of praying or praying with our mind watering. We've got it wandering, not watering. What's a watery mind? Maybe I have one right now, like watery eyes. 
Um, can you tell I'm having allergies and they're really, my eyes are watering? I'm talking about watering minds. <laughs> That's crazy. I make up words every episode, don't I? Okay, it's good. Laugh at me. Laugh at me. If you need a laugh today, think about some of the just the, the ridiculous stuff that comes out of my mouth. Okay, but we want, we don't want to be like, kind of like a court jester messing around or trying to entertain with our prayers or let's just not let our minds wander or water and let's get focused on praying well. Let's pray well. Okay, I am now going to look at Psalm 142 from, of course, the Amplified, and I'm going to read it. Um, It's not very long. It's about seven verses. So I'm just going to go ahead and read these seven verses. And while I read, you listen and be thinking about just be thinking about prayer while I read. The header in my Bible titles this psalm, A Prayer for Help in Trouble, and it was written by David. It says, I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. When my spirit was overwhelmed and weak within me, I wrapped in darkness, you knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right, the point of attack, and see, for there is no one who has regard for me to act in my favor. Escape has failed me, and I have nowhere to run. No one cares about my life. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give attention to my cry, for I am brought very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison. Adversity so that I may give thanks and praise your name. The righteous will surround me in triumph, for you will look after me. Okay, David's praying, right? When he wrote this, David was praying. All right, the prayer train of thought. I hope you were thinking about prayer while I read those seven short verses. This is an awesome example of bold prayer. Prayed in the right now. He was praying in the moment. It was honest. It was real and it was raw. Uh, But it was also full of, he revered the Lord and it was full of expectancy and belief. David here totally trusts in his God for the exact end result that he is asking for. In spite of, in spite of the crazy, dark, dreadful reality that was all around him. It wasn't deniable. The place he was living in was for real, and the way he was praying was also for real. He pours out his complaint before God. Man, I love that. Um, You know, for us in our modern day, that's like, uh, that doesn't mean you just, uh, you pour out your complaint via text, right? Uh, Via social media, before whoever. He poured it out before the Lord. He poured it out. We're not good at this. I'm not good at this, and most likely you're not super good at this. We pray, we pray a little, a little, but we don't usually pray it out of us. We don't usually pray it out of us. We have to come back again and again and pray a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But listen, if you don't pray something out of you, you can have a good, healthy, hearty prayer session and you can make some progress. But if you don't pray it out of you, pour it out before the Lord, get it out, pour it, empty it, right? Pour it out. What is What word picture does that bring to mind? That jar is empty. You poured it out and you left it all there. You left it all there. Leave it all at the altar when you pour it out in prayer. You can have those great prayer sessions, but if you don't get it all out, here's what I found. And I think as I say this, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's happened to me. Or, "Uh uh-huh, I've seen that play out in other people's lives. When you don't pour it out all the way, you pray. 
but there's some of it that's not gotten out of us. It's still in there. It's like yeast. It's like yeast and it just grows bigger and bigger. And we can keep going back and praying again and again, but it's like, oh, this feels like a monkey on my back or something. I can't, I can't get over this. I can't overcome this. We got to pour it out. We got to pray it out. Um, Otherwise you can give up, right? And think God's not listening. God's, maybe this isn't an issue for him. Maybe that's just, maybe I'm just on my own. You know what? Those things are not true. Sometimes we just have to pour it out. He's always listening. He loves us so much. Sometimes we just got to pour it out. Okay, so pour it out before the Lord until you're empty of it. Pour that thing out before the Lord until you are empty of it. This is a gift. This is a gift, guys, that only disciples of the Lord have. Don't miss out on this. Don't miss out on this. If you are not walking with Jesus, this ain't your gift. This is a gift that we have. So why would we not totally take advantage of the unique gifts that God has given us? This is a big deal. It's a privilege to be able to pour it out until you're empty of it and be blessed in that way. Pour it out all the way out before the Lord your God. If somebody, now let's move on to some other parts of this this, um, amazing psalm. Let's talk about other things David talked about like the set a trap thing. If somebody has set a trap for you, somebody over there on your right, you know, David said, I look to the right and I see them who set the trap. You thought maybe they were your right hand man. Ever been there? Like they got you, I got you. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I got a trap for you is what I got for you. Yeah. You know what? Ow, pain. You look and there's that trap. Um, And they said it, it was set by your right hand man over there on your right. Well, you know what? Take that. Get that poured out to God all the way out, all the way out. Um, Forgive him. Yep, absolutely. It's a great practice to, um, you know, it's in the Lord's Prayer and it's really important and for us to do daily. It's a great practice to just kind of just to say, I forgive, blah, whenever I forgive him. Uh, man, it feels good. It's a great thing to forgive people and then to walk in knowing how forgiven you are by the Lord. Forgive him, forgive him. But part of that sometimes is just really pouring it all out, all the way out. Tell God how it feels. Like, you know, David said, nobody even cares about my life. You can say that to God. You can say out loud so the devil and all of his nasty, devious little minions can hear you. You can say this and you should say this. God, you are, are as in right now, you are my refuge, my safe place. You are my portion in the land of the living. You hear that, devil? God, you are the authority over my life. They are not. Whoever set a trap for me, even if they were my BFF for 45 years and now they burned me hard. You know what? They're not the authority of my life and I'm pouring that out to you and I forgive them. In fact, I'll go so far as to say, Lord, you bless them with mighty blessings. There's freedom in that. I'm telling you, this is one of those things only Christians can experience. If there's something that only you can experience as a special child of a special uh, king, uh, why would you not experience it and take advantage of it? We've got to be about this, folks. You are a special child of the king of kings. So grab a hold of this. Grab a hold of this and do it. Say this out loud. I am not kidding. God, you are right now my refuge, my safe place, my portion in the land of the living. You alone are the authority over my life. Nothing and no one else. The gates of hell can't come against me and prevail. You know why? Because you, God, you, God, are the owner of my life. Declare out loud. Give thanks, right? Just say, when this thing turns around, when you bring me deliverance, I'm telling you right now, up front, I'm declaring, Lord, I'm going to be giving you thanks. Like big, big, big thanks. And then start thanking him now before it even happens. Let's, let's end this 
with these last few words of David from Psalm 142. It's the very last sentence of this psalm. For you will. Now, man, I got will double underlined because, you know, will means will. And I got to really stress that word because, wow, it's like um, the power of the word will in the word in God's promises. It's amazing. For you will look after me. Will, 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 will. He's going to look after you. He will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Start here in prayer. Start here in prayer. Do not abdicate your responsibility to pray. It's a gift. It's a privilege and it's a responsibility. Yep, sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Pray anyway. Pray anyway. It's so right. It is right to pray. All right. Now, I may probably at some point do another prayer podcast down the road. I don't know. Um, next week, I'm going to talk about that wonderful saying in the Christian community, um, find a need and fill it. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on that. Um, so you don't want to miss episode 44 because like, I don't know, I might get up in somebody's grill for all I know. I hope not. I really hope not. I just, I just want to talk about sometimes, um, it's easy to miss your calling. If you are just living under the find a need and fill it thing, we can, we can hide out there and not really step into the amazing role that God has for each of us. And he does. Okay. So we're going to talk about find a need and fill it way of serving in, in the modern day church. Okay. Um, but about prayer, I might, I might talk more about prayer later. Let me know if you want me to, you know, where to find me, janelbert.com. Find me on social media. Um, leave me a comment, DM me, whatever you want to do. Okay. But, uh, the whole thing on prayer, I don't, there's look, I don't know how much praying you do. I don't know how interested you are in prayer. But over the summer, I did this little online prayer group. Um, We had a great time. And the women in there are tremendous. If you'd like to join, we're going to kind of start up again. We're going to be doing some uh, live videos and talking more about prayer. And I'm hoping that we can start doing this like once a week. It'd be really great. So you just look for us on Facebook. It is the Praying Through the Storm group on Facebook, ask to join, we'll add you. Seriously, if you want to plug into a prayer group, there's no expectation. You don't even ever have to interact or like anything or anything, but you can just be blessed and encouraged if you'd be interested in that. Um, And then if you ever need prayer, man, you got a group of prayer warriors right there ready to go to bat for you. And um, I'm working on a book. It's in edits. Can you believe it? Actually, I'm I'm working in, on final edits. I'm so excited. It's a 40-day devotional, and it's all about God's promises that have that word will, W-I-L-L, in them, and I'm excited about it. Okay, so um, if you think of it, pray for me that I can wrap it up well and get it done uh, per God's timetable. So, you know, let's always be about honoring the Lord and the work that we do. And I just want to pray for you as... As we close here, not a lengthy prayer, not a specific prayer, not aimed at anybody. Um, so if you listen and this touches your heart, I'm telling you, I'm not like uh, thinking of anybody in particular. I just want to glorify the Lord. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for the blessing that your word is. Thank you that your Holy Spirit teaches us and guides us. He is our counselor. He is faithful He explains to us so many things from your word that we would not understand without him. And Jesus, thank you that you promised that the Holy Spirit would, that you would send him to us for that express purpose. Help him to, help us to listen when the Holy Spirit brings things to our mind, that we recall to mind. Help us to always honor you, Lord, and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, when we're blessed 
to have discernment and, and, and kind of spiritual eyes into a situation. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of prayer. Thank you, Father, for being a God who loves us so much that you created this way for us to communicate with you. Father, for the person listening today who needs to pour something all the way out before you, I pray that you would equip them by your Holy Spirit, that they would get in the word and read words and read the words of Jesus, that they would lean into you and fully pour it out. If it takes a while, provide them with the time, help them to pour it out and get it out and receive from you what you have for them. Holy Spirit, fill them up in those places where they've had to pour this out. You're a God of recompense. You're a good God. You're faithful and you see it all. Lord, to the woman whose marriage is in a bad spot, touch her marriage at her point of need right now today in Jesus' name and do your healing work. For the parents of children who or child who are, um, they're going rogue. Father, draw that child's heart back to you. The most important thing, the most important thing is to know you, to know you, Jesus. Thank you that you made a way. Speak to them. Draw their hearts back to you and comfort those parents even in this time for those struggling with financial situations. Lord, make provision. I'm going to pray a bold prayer here that you would today, even today, miraculously provide some degree of financial, actual cash in hand for the woman who needs it right now. In Jesus' name, all the glory is yours, Lord. All the glory is yours. And Lord, for the woman who is hurting for lack of friendships, maybe due to COVID, maybe just due to life, provide. Lord, give her just the right friends and just the right number of friends, her tribe, her girls who get her. Jesus, open the door and do that. Holy Spirit, lead her and guide her. Give her discernment and blessing. Father, show us in a new way today how much you love us and remind us of the privilege of prayer and that we would be women who really truly, and men, men who listen to, be people who really truly cry out to you and expect you to move and answer on our behalf. We thank you in advance for all the prayers you're going to answer, and we thank you in advance for all the ways that you're going to bless us throughout this wonderful month of November. May we have hearts that are thankful for what we have had, what we do have right now, and all that we're going to have. As the sands of time run out, make us a praying people who take your time seriously, because it's just a gift to us. Lord, you created time and you let us use it. May we use it wisely and for your glory and your purposes. May your kingdom come and your will be done in our lives on, on earth right now today, just like it is in heaven. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for letting me pray for you really quickly. Lord bless you. See you back here next time for episode 44. And as always, share this podcast. I'd love it if you would bless somebody with it. And let's keep getting the promises of God into the people of God because that's where they belong. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.